Hello and welcome to the final tournament in a tea break live from Roland Garros. Except it won't be live when you're listening to it, but hey ho. I am Ros Satar from Britwatch Sports. And my name is Rene Denfeld from My Tennis. And well, it's done. It's done. It's decima plus one. It's undecima. That's the one. And uh, yeah, uh, we hoped it was going to be uh, a tight match. I suppose, actually, to be fair to Dominic, it was just a, a one break deficit. Um, despite what Ken Rosewall said. Yes, but <laughs> yes, but overall, I felt it was. I felt Dominic team didn't play a terrible final. Um, I don't think it. Look, we all would have wanted more. I'm sure he would have wanted more. But at the end, whenever push came to shove, it was Rafael Nadal who had his foot on the gas. Um, yes, it was. Uh, yes, Ken Rosewall said controversially that it was a bit disappointing. Um, what which was team's face like? Because I mean, I mean, it was. Um, was it just like what? It was slight. I don't know. It was somewhere between what and slight amusement. Um, so, but I don't even think he meant it in a like in a terrible way. It was just. It's a shame that it wasn't a match more that was that was more competitive in terms of maybe going for on for another set or being closer in the score lines of the sets so i think that's like the main takeaway from from today incredible achievement by rafael nadal of course winning here for the 11th time only getting beaten here twice that's right so um yeah it's it's uh it's the end of this year's tournament of the 2018 tournament and we finish with both the world number one on the women's side and the world number one on the men's side winning, which I think is, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, that, I, can, I can live with that. I mean, it was interesting to see the emotion coming from Nadal. You know, there wasn't even that much emotion when he won La Decima and when they presented Uncle Tony with his own mini nibbled Coupe de Musketeer. So I, I was actually surprised, but I think maybe the enormity of, of what he's done, coming back again from injury and, and winning a slam, finally caught up with him. What, what do you think? I think it's players realising, that's also with Federer in Australia this year, I think it's them realising, especially the two of them, that what is happening to them right now, it's not to be taken for granted. And it's not something that, it's something that could, if their body does not hold up um, well over the course of a year, there's a chance that that's the last time that they win that tournament. So I think yeah. that's something that is starting to play on their minds. It's something in general. It's something that I felt in my life at 30 years. You get a bit more sentimental. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Wait, till, you... wait, till, I, well, wait till I get to a whole other different level of uh, zero behind. Yeah. Zero behind it. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being half serious here. But uh, oh, yeah. in, in terms of where their careers are at... It's they're very late in their careers, and when you, I think, when you, when great things happen to you late in your career or late in whatever, you have a, maybe a different appreciation for it, and you get maybe even more emotional about yeah. it. And I think that's what happened today. I d and I definitely think there was an element of that with with Federer in Australia that he, you know, it was interesting that he didn't say, "I'll see you again next year," uh, because I think genuinely he doesn't know whether he will. Um, but yeah, I mean, take nothing away from Nadal. Uh, you know, I think the one takeaway that we've got is he is now three slams behind Roger. If they do carry on playing with the longevity that they've displayed thus far, you know, the race is really on. He could catch him. He could, but I find, I find, to be honest, I find the whole will will he won't they will someone get to, like like who's going to end up with most? I find it getting a bit tired of it in mm. a way because it's just it's they, they're 
both they've both done amazing mm-hmm. in their own right and i find the entire well nadal is the goat on clay federer is the goat on grass and hardcore or this and that i find it all a bit a bit tiresome actually and it's just like okay let's appreciate that both of whatever yeah. what both of these men and also to a certain degree Novak Djokovic has done like maybe mm. in in this decade alone it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's incredible so um yeah fantastic for nadal I think a lesson learned for Dominic Team in a way as well, mm. who came out maybe overpacing a little bit, which is like awesome because he, he served so much faster on his first serve over the course of the first set, serving almost 200 mm. kmh on average on his first serve and being only at like 46% first serve percentage. And I was like, did you feel you were overpacing? He was like, no, I felt good on my serve. That's why I was going big on my serve. Didn't quite pay off. Um, team played a good first set up mm. until for all. And then he that threw in game. a terrible, uh, honestly, a terrible service game at, at, at 4-5 with four errors. Um, but that's also scoreboard pressure, accumulating pressure, experience. And Nadal yeah. has been going through this 11 times or 10 times before. So yeah, it would be, it's, it's only natural that butterflies or that insecure moments come come in at some point here yeah. and there for the, for the newbie in, the, in, in, in that that match but it, it's it was good to see him uh, you know at least at least get to that level um he wasn't too down and i fully expect to see him in many many more slam finals to come i think he'll be a contender here for years to come that's yeah. uh, to me that is as clear as uh as clear as sunshine but um whenever eventually rafael nadal is going to retire same for roger federer whenever that is if that's in one two three years whatever um but i think for team, there's a great chance to win here after that. But there are also other players coming up who've mm-hmm. got a great chance at winning here. So it's not just that he can basically sit on <laughs> on the right side of the throne and wait for the throne to be vacated to win here. I think uh, he'll keep pushing and uh, losing here will make him hun- hungry and maybe even like adjust things in his game here and there a little bit for the future, trying to be more on the front foot, trying to be a bit more proactive instead of falling backwards on his backhand quite mm-hmm. so often but he does have the big loops and the big swings and that's something that you just can't change overnight no. at, in, in your mid-twenties so. Uh, so our overall view of the tournament shall I start um, my my feelings of this tournament I feel like on the women's side we had a great winner for the for the women's tour for Simona Halep herself, I think that was fantastic. On the men's side, it was never really in doubt, no. except for one or two slow starts by Rafael Nadal. Um, uh, <coughs> Shall I? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, but I felt it was, except the women's final was really good, but I felt the second week of the slam felt a bit anticlimactic, unfortunately. So that was something where I felt that we didn't have wall-to-wall amazing matches quite quite as often as you maybe would hope yeah. that you'd get. There wasn't a match like Kerber and, and, and Halep at the Australian Open 20, 2018. You g- yeah. didn't get that. So um, still, it was a fine tournament in terms of there weren't any ridiculous, outrageous stories, except for maybe, I don't know, Marco Tongeliti or um, Marco Cecchinato. Those are like the outlandish stories. Yeah. yeah, outlandish stories that stand out to me. But beyond that, it wasn't a tournament for crazy stories, but it was a serviceable tournament and it was fine. It was okay. And um, yeah, 
it was the last year that we will see Roland Garros in its current setup. <laughs> and next year, things are going to change quite significantly. Yeah. We are currently sitting here in the web room where a lot of things started yeah. in a way. And um, it'll all be torn down very, very soon. And yeah. we're currently painting the walls with quotes and other things and, and, and whatever comes to mind. And it'll all be gone in a few days and it'll all be built up again. Yeah, just so, so well, I mean, okay, so, so mine, the thing, <laughs> for me, I, I felt strangely flat today because I think all of my energy was leading up to a final with, with Alex and all of, and I, I was spent after that, mm. um, utterly spent. I think it, I think it's um, amazing that she did it. I'm really glad that she did it when she was number one. I think all those people that have uh, been real haters really have to go away and, and, and lie down in a darkened room somewhere and rethink themselves because she proved it. And she now actually has nothing to prove to anybody anymore. And I think we'll see her game improve a hundredfold because she won't feel that she's got a monkey on her back. Uh, big, big sort of standout moments for me was sort of seeing Serena come back through three rounds. Um, that was more than I thought Serena that she would. Serena was very impressive in her three rounds. And yeah. Then, and then so, again, it ended in a bit of an anticlimax, yeah. unfortunately. So this is this is the thing where... We're, the anticlimactic I, slam. Maybe a little bit, but in a way, I think that sums it up quite well. They, they were all the, the elements were all there. Yeah. It was all lining up well, and then it felt a little bit like the air was let out here and there, and in just a few pockets. And that's why things then went a very straightforward way without a lot of dramatic deviation. So, um, but that's the way things sometimes things go on to uh, uh, dramatic thrilling scintillating finale and sometimes things are straightforward well, but this we, was we, straightforward. we what we got our scintillating i mean at least we got one scintillating got very final, good final so, on the women's side so um yeah. and yeah literally uh while we were waiting for and literally the minute that the match finished we were all presented with ceremonial um hard hats for the roland garros um break you know tear down party demolition and, party yeah and and they're not kidding we actually all have hard hats with Ronald Garros demolition party um 2018 2018 um we've been running around scampering around like with a reckless abandon writing things on walls because it's all coming down it's just as well actually that they didn't go to Monday otherwise we'd have been sat here with those hard hats for good truly they would have torn down the building around us while they were still playing out there maybe probably mm -hmm. not probably not but it'll be interesting to see next next year they're going to put us in the underground museum or where the underground museum is now um and it's quite funny because all the people on the desk were like but uh, there are exhibits uh, what are we going to do so well they'll take them out obviously we're not going to be working in amongst you know suzanne longland's stockings but it's going to be fine i think they're <laughs> going to they're going to find a suitable solution. yeah it's going to be all right. uh, because because at the end of the day this this slam is gaining popularity it is behind the other three slams in terms of you know how much capacity it can deal with it's making amends by the new court 18 the new greenhouse court which actually i think people are going to spontaneously combust in because it is all glass but you know the, it is it is growing so it will be it will be interesting to be a part of it next year okay. if they let us back um but yeah any lasting thoughts before we both head off to the grass in different countries yeah, um, I don't have any. I'll just shunt all um, everything from this tournament away, and I'll be in Stuttgart tomorrow morning or, or Monday morning at 11 a.m. And then I'll be running up to a tournament site, and a certain Mr. Roger Federer is going to have a press conference at 11:30. So it's. Going I wonder to be what he's going to be announcing. 
No, it's just. A, Have you got any unique a, clue what he might be saying? It's just going to be a pre-tournament press conference, so I don't think we will get anything along those lines. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a quiet day after after a slam, which I which I so desperately need. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're pretty tired of us by now after 15 days of leathering. So you're going to get a week off and then you will be joined by Jake Davis and I as we talk to you from Birmingham and then Eastbourne. And then I'll have to see who's around to have a chit chat while I'm at Wimbledon. But thank you very much for your indulgence and your patience. We've enjoyed talking at you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. I am Ross Satter. My name is René Enfield. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bye bye. Tear this place down.